Hey there, I'm Mr. Black. And I'm Mr. Green. And we're a couple of guys who met in a comic book store. Together we host the Pint O' Comics podcast, where we invite listeners to join us to talk about movies, TV, comics, music, or just whatever. Starting very soon, we'll be joining up with the fine folks at Forgotten Entertainment for a special limited series called On the QT, where we talk Tarantino. Every week for 10 weeks, a guest will join us to chat about every Quentin Tarantino movie from Reservoir Dogs to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So join us starting in May 2021. On the QT is a Available wherever you download your podcasts and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ooh, that's a bingo. Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello there. Welcome to an all new episode of <laughs> Cracking What Open. Why are you Krusty the Clown right now? No, if I was Krusty the Clown, it would be different. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Welcome to an all new episode of Cracking What Open. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was that? That was a voice I was trying out. All right. Listen, I got to open it fun somehow. I got to make new characters each time. Every time. I mean, most of the time. <laughs> Some of the time. Fuck it. This is Cracking What Open. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Elise. Doubting my opening abilities as always is Elise. <laughs> Not always. I was just questioning where that, that accent was inspired from. I'm going to start asking, where'd you get that information? Where'd that information come from? I can tell you right now. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. What are we cracking open? What are we drinking? This week, we are cracking open The Fix. From Modest Brewing Company. Modest? Modest? I'm not sure. Uh, Is it M-O-D-E-S-T? No, it's M-O-D-I-S-T. Oh, then now. Yeah, you threw me for a loop. Now I can't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> um, which is located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, truth be told, this was not originally the beer that I wanted to cover for the podcast from Modest. But our local liquor store only had a single can of that other beer left. Um, which of course I still grabbed because it looked amazing. That one is Apiary Drip, which is a double dry hopped honey cream double IPA brewed with their local honey. There's a lot going on in that. There's name. a lot going on. <laughs> they break the rules. Um, in hindsight, it probably worked out better though because it's an 8.4% ABV and that's not really uh, going to make a fun night for you having to record again after this. <laughs> yeah. I've done worse. <laughs> I've done six pack series. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So according to their website, uh, Modest began when friends decided to start a brewery. And then we did. <laughs> the name is derived from the verb modify, which is inherent in our brewing philosophy and in every aspect of our lives. Oh, then it's definitely Modest Brewing. Okay. Yeah. 
pushing past style guidelines that have dominated beer, we decided to design custom equipment that allows us to brew beer that has no compromise. Wait, no. Modify. Modest. No, never mind. Modest. It's probably modest. Okay. (laughs) It has been declared. So this uh, refers to the region's first mash filter, which allows Modest to use any grain in any percentage and to do so while using a fraction of the water and energy of a traditional brewery. Apparently only a handful of breweries in the United States uses them. But essentially, according to an article from Growler Mag, there's your your fucking source. (laughs) (laughs) The mash filter replaces a lauder ton. This more commonly used lauder ton operates kind of like a uh, drip coffee maker, whereas a mash filter is like a French press. So instead of waiting for gravity to do the work and separate the wort from the grains following mash in, a mash filter extracts the wort using filter plates and air bladders that squish all the water from the grains, leaving tidy little bricks of spent grain instead of like sloppy piles of it. And what's crazy is that Modest has a slightly modified mash filter that makes it even more efficient. What? (laughs) It's essentially a 22 barrel system that has the output of a 66 barrel system. That is pretty dope. Yeah. But also, hold on. Yeah. Sloppy Piles. It's my porn name. Oh. (laughs) 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 Moving on. The fix was brewed by the women of Modest in collaboration with Michelle P. King, author of The Fix and And Now She Rises. The Fix by King uh, is a book about addressing and overcoming inequality in the workplace. And And Now She Rises is a nonprofit movement working to change the narratives of abuse survivors from victimhood to victory. Modest says, quote, Our 2021 International Women's Day Zero IBU New England IPA, because feminism is about zero tolerance for inequality, is hopped and double dry hopped with Simcoe, Eldorado, Cashmere, Athenum, Citra, Laurel, and Sabro. Wait, so this is zero IBU? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not bitter at all? Apparently. But it's an IPA? Uh Uh-huh. This shit's gonna blow my mind. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, And yes, I know that International Women's Day was technically in March, but the beer came here all the way from Minnesota. So like it takes time to get, I don't know, whatever. You were rocking the accent. (laughs) Oh, is that why you were looking at me funny? Okay. I was letting you do your bit. (laughs) So let's talk about the hops since we've got so freaking many in this beer. Simcoe Hops, also known as Cascade on Steroids, was released in 2000 and has since become wildly popular with U.S. brewers. It makes for a very nice foundational hop due to its high alpha acids and low cohumulone, but it has a nice aroma that is fruity, earthy, and herbal. It's extremely versatile, often being used in IPAs, double IPAs, India Black Ales, India Red Ales, Barley Wines, American Amber Ales, American Porters, Stouts, Wild Ales, and Lagers. (sighs) Next up, we've got Eldorado Hops, which were released in 2010 and feature a uniquely fruity profile, including tropical fruit, pineapple, and mango, in addition to having desirable bittering and aromatic properties. Aroma include pear, 
watermelon, stone fruit, and candy. Combine this with the fact that it has high alpha acids, good storage stability, and high yields, and El Dorado is an outstanding commercial of varieting hops. Besides that, it was named and inspired by the fabled city paved with gold because the hops have a golden dust of Lapulin on them. Lapulin. Lapulin. Cashmere hops uh, were developed by Washington State University and and released in 2013 and are the result of a marriage between Cascade and Northern Brewer. It's a good dual purpose hop uh, with even higher alpha acids than that of its parent Cascade. Cashmere showcases flavors of lemon, lime, and melon. It has an herbal aroma and provides a smooth bitterness. Although the editor for Draft Magazine went to a hop tasting seminar featuring cashmere, and he had this to say, quote, This was the most unusual hop and definitely a crowd favorite. Tropical coconut, peach, and tangerine filled out the aroma, while a similar flavor profile paired coconut, melon, tangerine, and lemongrass. So yum. (laughs) I don't don't think we've covered cashmere before, or if we have, maybe like once. I think we might have had it before, but yeah, I don't know if we've we've covered it it on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about it. So... Atanum hops were bred by Yakima Valley and released in 1997, and they are sweet and peppery with a piney kind of citrusy aspect. Warmly aromatic and moderately bittering, Atanum is a hop of distinction. Similar to Cascade, but slightly less bitter, it has lower alpha acids and a more pronounced grapefruit note. It's suitable for India Pale Ales, Pale ales, Hefeweizens, American ales, and lagers. And since its 1997 release, Atinum doesn't appear on the USDA National Hop Reports until 2005. And then in 2014, it was discovered that, uh, I've never heard of this, hop stunt viroid was found to be infecting the plants, which heavily impacted the yields. No! So I think those factors had a lot to do with why we don't see more of this hop. Like, I literally never heard of it before. No. (laughs) It almost looked like it was misspelled, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) So Citra Hops, a.k.a. 114, were first bred back in 1990, and Citra's lineage includes U.S. Tetnanger, Hallertau Mittelfra, Brewer's Gold, East Kent Golding, and an unknown variety of American wild hop. So citra hops, as we know, are high in alpha acids. That's true. Citrusy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have an ideal mix of high alpha acids and locohumulone, which makes it great for bittering. I just want to point out, I have the more scientific answer correct. It's true. You were it's waiting true. for the dumb answer, and I gave you the smart answer. <laughs> I'm smart. I S-M do my notes. Marty. <laughs> um, and it's an excellent aroma or flavor addition at any stage from pre to post boil. This is in large part due to their high myrcene content, which is one of the major hop oils, and it's heavily associated with citrus, but can also be found in mango, lemongrass, verbena, and grapefruit. Citra can also lend delicate and desired aromatics, including Mm. gooseberry, lychee, mango, melon, grapefruit, orange rind, and passion fruit. Next up, we've got laurel hops, aka HBC 291 comes from the Hops Brewing Company, the same hop breeding program that blessed us with Mosaic and Citra. 
It started out as a single plant in 2003, but it didn't actually get released to the public until May of 2016. So after 13 years of experimentation and trials, the name is a combination of two aroma descriptors, lemony and floral. So Laurel toes the line between the aroma of the older noble hops and the younger American varieties in that it has noble characteristics being herbal and peppery and floral, but it also carries an interesting lemon, citrus, like dark fruit character that gives it a unique twist, which also means that Laurel is very versatile and can be used in a wide range of beer styles. And last but not least is Sabro, a.k.a. HBC 438. It was developed also by the Hops Breeding Company and released in 2018. Sabro is a very unique hop that imparts a strong and complex fruit flavor, including distinct tangerine, coconut, tropical, and stone fruit. There's also a pronounced cream character and secondary flavors of vanilla, cedar, and mint. Ooh. Sabro can be used in wheat ales, golden ales, American-style lagers, pale ales, India pale ales, India pale lagers, session IPAs, New England IPAs, and imperial IPAs. Use it wherever you want. Basically. As long as you're not a stout, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what I got. I'm pretty sure that Sabro is in Feeling Juicy. We've had Sabro hops a couple times. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yum, yum. Time to crack it open. Time to crack it open. (laughs) You ready to crack this open? Kind of. I didn't position my tray that holds the microphone Mm, correctly this mm, time. mm. It's in an awkward position for beer grabbing. All right. I cut my nails and it was hard to open. Aw. I didn't get any smell when I cracked it, though. I'm very intrigued by this zero IBU claim. Yeah, that kind of... I don't know if I'm interested in a good way or a bad way. (laughs) But again, it's super hot. So I guess not bitter would be a really nice touch right now. That's true. Yes, we we are in the middle of another, yet another heat wave. It's uh, 95 degrees, I think. It was 96 before. This is a very hazy boy. It's pretty hazy. It's got a nice color, though. It's like yellow. Yeah. It's like almost as yellow as what's on the can. Mm -hmm. It smells nice. uh, Kind of a small head, but... Very bubbly. Yeah, I would agree. A Ooh, lot it does of different smell, smells. Going oh, on. so many smells. I could smell some of that vanilla cream. Mm-hmm. I could smell some of that usual like apricotty kind of stone fruit. A little bit of that citrus. I'm, Just a little bit of that citrus, though. I feel like I'm getting kind of that cedar a little bit. I don't get that. Okay. But that could just be you in your head. Yeah. I don't think you'd that, have gotten that, that's it. That's what I'm always afraid of. It. Yeah. No, probably not. I do get that vanilla creaminess, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Cheers. Cheers. There's a lot going on in this, but I have to say, it's not bitter. It's not bitter. Ooh. And I'm I'm getting like more and more flavors, like even after I've swallowed. The aftertaste gives me a little bit of vanilla bean kind of thing going on. Oh my god, it does! Like in a big way. Yeah, it's like a you ate vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> that is making me smile. Because <laughs> there's one thing I like more than beer, it's a Coke classic. It's vanilla, or vanilla Coke. Now, if there's one thing I like more than vanilla Coke, it's just straight up super delicious vanilla ice cream. Yep, French vanilla, vanilla bean, don't matter mm. as long as it's good. 
I make the best. What do, what do you do though? <laughs> you just pour the shit of that vanilla extract. Or and use a ton of those beans. Yeah. <laughs> the more the better. Mm-hmm. But holy, it's still there. Like that's, I haven't yeah. taken a sip since I've been ranting about vanilla and it's still <laughs> there in my mouth. That's awesome. Yeah. That's literally the only lingering taste is straight up vanilla bean. Like I'm wondering if they used actual vanilla beans almost. It would be in the description. They'd have listed it. No. Yeah, they didn't. It's def- that's a very strong uh, flavor for a part two in hop, especially considering how many other hops are in this beer. Yeah. Well, you got to have, I guess you got to choose one or the other. I was, I was expecting to talk about the issues with using too many hops Mm -hmm. and how by using a bunch, you kind of lose another, Mm -hmm. like why have Citra when you've got Simcoe? If Simcoe is just Citra on steroids, What's the point of then having Citra in a beer? Or Cascade. Mm, Cascade has a bit of a different description, though. Mm. Cascade has a couple of notes that are different than a a Citra. But Simcoe has the exact same flavor notes. It's just kicked up to like 11. But I'm not talking about that. (laughs) Because I I guess I could still talk about it because it doesn't really matter. Because it seems like I'm only getting that. um, Which one was the vanilla one? I'm getting some tangerine, too. Which one was the vanilla one? Uh, Sabro. Sabro. So yeah, it's just like, I'm not, uh, you can still kind of talk about how all these hops together don't really matter because really I'm just getting those Sabro hops. Yeah, I feel like that it's dominant for sure. You said you were getting some tangerine. Tangerine, tangerine? coconut, tropical. Yeah. So we're just getting the Sabro. Yeah, I don't hate it. (laughs) Well, maybe you use... All the other hops to kind of punch up each individual. I was thinking to balance it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you need all those hops to undo the bitterness. Maybe. Yeah. Because we've we've never done uh, something that, or at least nothing that claims to be zero IBU. So what is the process of making that happen? I don't know. I. What beer is not bitter? Sweet stouts. Yeah. Where the sweetness kind of masks the bitter. All, Some lagers? Most lagers are bitter. Almost every beer is a little bitter. Other than unless you add a sweetness to it, like a sour. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, I guess. That's that's what I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like, this is really without bitterness. It's, yeah. Like, I don't know if if you if you just handed this to me, I would notice that there was, that it was a little bit on the sweeter side and not, not sickeningly sweet in any fashion like it's not like a double ipa or anything like that but i don't know if i would have noticed like hey there's literally no bitterness to this i think i would have i mean i don't know the other thing you mentioned about the sweetness is i only think it's vaguely sweet because of the because fruit. of the lack of bitterness and you're oh. getting those fruity notes to kind of feel like they're sweet okay yeah or the malts and the yeast like the stuff that normally is a little sweet that's fair but I don't think it's any sweeter than your standard beer. I just think that no. without any of that bitterness, that's what's coming to through. To take is a away little bit from of a, it. Okay. Your tongue receptors are only picking up a sweet sensation because there's no bitter sensation uh, or sour sensation for them to feel. Hmm. So, I mean, those are those are three of the main sensations on your tongue are sweet, sour, and bitter. Mm-hmm. And umami. <laughs> uh, but this definitely doesn't have sour or bitter on it. So I think that's what you're getting, which also could be what helps that vanilla bean really play up. Yes. That makes a lot more sense, actually. I don't know if I'm getting that 
tangerine though. I'm not getting it right now, but I was getting it a few sips ago. I'm getting that little bit of a mintiness though when I sip it, mm-hmm. but not in not in like a ooh breath mint kind of way, but mm-hmm. in a like when you eat a mint leaf, that refreshing plant kind of taste. More herbal. Yeah, like an actual like you ate the leaf mint leaf, which. I mean, if anybody hasn't, you should try it. It's pretty cool when you eat a mint leaf. And you're like, oh my God, this is gum, but it's a leaf. <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting. Um, but that's that kind of, that herbally, yeah, that herbally, herbally. It's like a freshness. Word. Yeah. Not like I just brush my teeth. Exactly. The one thing I will say about this beer is as refreshing as it is when you're drinking the initial sip, it's starting to really weigh on me. Yes. This it, is a heavy this beer. This is a heavier beer, for sure. Um, and it, it Sneaks up on you, I think, because it doesn't have that bitterness and mm-hmm. it's so refreshing. And it's very lightly carbonated. Yep. I've gotten about halfway and now I'm like, now I'm feeling like, whoa, <laughs> this is a hefty beer. Uh, it doesn't also taste like it's 8.2. This is not the other, the apiary drip. Oh, apiary drip Yeah, was. this one is only six. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, then that, that, that tastes about right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that tracks. Well, no, this is a fantastic beer. It's super interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's a summertime beer mm. because of the extreme heft. Yeah, I understand why it came out in March. Yeah, uh, it's definitely not a wintertime beer. It's it's a hey, it's getting warmer beer. Mm-hmm. With like an April beer, maybe. Yeah. Come out in March. Hopefully it catches on by April. Yeah, for the summertime, it's a little too much. I would love to see this almost as a session if that was possible. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I think some of these flavors could carry on. But the thing about sessions I like is that little bit of bitterness mm. is baby bitter pretty baby much. Bitter. So I don't know. But I'd be interested to see this as a slightly lighter beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you'll probably lose some of the flavor and it would kind of tone down. But uh, the heft is definitely something that in 96 degree heat is kind of going making me like. Ugh. Yeah. But that vanilla flavor, man. That's awesome. I'm really excited that we might be seeing more stuff from this brewery around here. Yeah, this is really, really good. Really interesting. Obviously, there's apiary drip, which we have not opened yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't got a chance to try it. I was kind of hoping we, yeah, I was kind of hoping we'd get to try it before this episode, but schedules did not allow. Nope. But yeah, wow. This is great. I was really expecting to talk about how five different hops muddles a beer. Uh, and instead, I'm talking about how awesome Sabro hops are, I guess. <laughs> Uh, or how they can create a really good beer, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. When everything balances out. I mean, we, I've never had, I know we've had Sabro hops before, mm-hmm. including on this podcast, because I know we've talked about the cream and the, uh, definitely we've talked about the mint. I really feel like that was from a different hop. I, really? I, yeah. Sabro is new for us to this podcast. To this podcast. I know I've had Sabro hops a couple times yeah. before, but I don't remember it being this vanilla. Mm-mm. I don't remember anything being this vanilla. And that goes along with the cryo hopped tribus beer, which is crazy because that was creamy as that was super fuck. creamy and super vanilla. Mm-hmm. And I think this is not quite as creamy, which but is it's good. more true vanilla. It's more like, yeah, vanilla bean. The other one was like, my body thinks this is vanilla bean. This is like, no, this is actual vanilla bean. <laughs> it tastes like vanilla bean. It's, and we are vanilla experts. <laughs> yeah, I have eaten vanilla. I mean, I just made a vanilla milkshake, what, three days, three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. Exact same kind of aftertaste in the back of my mm-hmm. mouth. Of I got vanilla, vanilla beans in the drawer, man. This is exactly that kind of aftertaste. It's really impressive. Really cool. Yeah. Again, I don't get a lot of the other flavors, but they were probably used to balance it out. Yeah. 
Because you're truly just vanilla. I think you're totally right on that. I could see you maybe getting some of that tangerine. I can definitely kind of maybe smell it, but I can't really taste it. But well, that I'm surprised that with so many hops that are supposed to be citrusy, that we're not getting that kind of citrus element at all. But I am getting that slightly tangerine, not quite orange, but tangerine. I can see the very initial sip, mm-hmm. especially now that it's getting a little warmer in my hand because I'm holding the bottom stem of my big Pilsner glass thing. It's definitely a little citrusy, mm-hmm. but tough to pick out the flavors. It's really interesting. By interesting, I mean vanilla Yeah. <laughs> and I think the laurel adds something to it, too, being mostly floral. Yeah. I mean, vanilla bean and mint, those two parts of it mm-hmm. and the floralness could add to that because they are not stone fruit flavors. They are yeah. not fruity flavors. So by I'm having not getting, that floral, oh, this is apricot or oh, this is passion fruit or oh, this is. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be that the the floweriness kind of elevates that vanilla as mm-hmm. well, because vanilla is a plant. Uh, mint is a plant. And that's wait, what? All, they're <laughs> all just the plant. The plants are overtaking kind of the fruit. Is vanilla bean? Is vanilla a fruit? It's a bean. It's a bean? What makes a bean a bean? Because it's mm. got a pod with peas in it. Yeah. It's got seeds. The, mm-hmm. All those tiny little seeds that you see in the vanilla bean ice cream. But apples have seeds. Yeah. Apples are fruits, not beans. I guess because vanilla comes in a pod, maybe? Because there's no meat inside. Yeah. Interesting. I've never thought about this before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, onto the can. <laughs> this is too much for me right now. Uh, freaking <laughs> I gotta out. move on. So the can is pretty cool. I like the colors. It's a light yellow yep. and a not quite baby blue, but getting there. So can I just uh, make it? It is the exact same color as the dress you're wearing right yep. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will comment that this is the the same color scheme as the the cover of the book from Michelle King. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like a kind of meta kind of thing mm-hmm. i like that so it's how would you describe this triangles beams I, oh i guess very it's a yellow can geometric yeah the the can is yellow it's a wraparound label not a full wrap the can itself is yellow i guess i would say with beams of geometric shapes coming down two yep. blue beams of geometric shapes yellow and teal with yellow kind of space the same yellow base spacing it out well, they look like the kind of geometric shapes you'd see in Asteroids or uh, Tempest from Atari. Yes. Um, and on the top it says Modest Brewing Co. Again, we've settled on Modest. Yes. M-O-D-I-S-T. We're sticking to it. <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. And the label is a pretty cool M logo. It is both. It almost looks a like a mind teaser. M and an M with an I. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. It's kind of sort of three dimensional. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple, very elegant, very neat logo. Uh, and each stem on the bottom kind of slants up, which I like. Mm-hmm. And then it says the fix in that same blue, just like aerial font, colon IWD 2021, double dry hopped, zero IBU, New England IPA. That's a mouthful still. <laughs> uh, and then that is got like a black magic marker kind of around the logo. And in a printed but fake handwriting font says together, let's fix workplaces so they work for everyone. And then we've got in a box. 100 actions for equality. Learn more. There is a QR code on the left side of the can where you can scan it and learn 100 actions for equality so you can be part of the fix to fix uh, equality between men and women in the workplace. 
Also on the left-hand side is Modest Brewing's address at 505 North 3rd Street, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And their website is modestbrewing.com. They've got the craft beer, craft independent beer logo, but it's very small. Very small. small. Oh, yeah, it is, huh? Then the government warning. And then they've got a very interesting Keep Cold logo. And it, it's a circle that says Keep Cold all around it. And then in the middle of that circle, it just says always, 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 always. Really? Let me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so always keep this can cold. All right. Which I can understand with the vanilla flavors and the creaminess yeah. and the heaviness of this beer. Mm-hmm. This would be a, a shit warm beer. Oh, God. This yeah. is a beer you drink when you get it. So I guess I should throw those other two cans in the fridge now. <laughs> well, don't drink them warm for sure. Uh, and then on the, oh, on the bottom of that 100 ex, uh, Actions for Equality box, it says it's got the Modest Brewing logo, ta- X, Michelle P. King, X, and Now She Rises to show that it's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. And then on the right side, it's got a comma, almost a three-dimensional comma, and it says, And Now She Rises, which must be the logo for And Now She Rises, yeah. I would imagine. It is both a, oh, I think it's both a comma and a a kind of uh, abstract women's head. Uh, and the bottom of the comma is hair coming down because the front is black and then it turns into different colors of red and yellow as well. Interesting. I think it's supposed to represent a female it could be, yeah. uh, head and a comma, which is pretty clever. Pretty clever. A nonprofit movement dedicated to helping the abused change their narratives from victimhood to victory uh i would say my one complaint about the can is that is way too small of yeah writing. that is uh i have very good eyesight and anyone who does not would that's, not be able to read that, yeah that, uh, that bottom part so it's like to try to hide be, that, that part, should be more highlighted which i, I mean, get that it's a kind of a depressing subject um but you're, you're trying to say that the can is kind of working toward this yeah within goal, the so. formatting of the can it, i feel like it should have been a little bit bigger just slightly just enough to read it yeah uh, and then on the right side, it says brewed by the women of modest in collaboration with Michelle P. King, author of The Fix. And now she rises our 2021 International Women's Day Zero IBU New England IPA because feminism is about zero tolerance for inequality is hopped in double dry hopped with Simcoe, Eldorado, Cashmere. Right. Autonum. Autonum. I told you I'm it looks autonym. like a spelling. I'm going with Autonum. Autonum, Citra, Laurel. Oh, man, that is not how I thought you'd spell Laurel either. <laughs> and Sabro. Uh, and then modest at the very top of that right hand side as well. But then on the bottom right, you get 6.2 alcohol by volume, one pint. So yeah, it sounds like there's a lot going on in the can, but I actually enjoy it. There's not, not a lot going on in the can. Yeah, it's not as busy as it sounds. No, it really isn't. It's a very well thought out can mm-hmm. uh, or can art. The only thing that I, my only comment is that the whole thing is to bring attention to uh, women's equality. And having that QR code is really cool. And having that arrow. Oh, yeah. It on the front I've never cool. seen that before. So that, that's I like definitely that. a cool aspect. Yeah. Because we've seen other ones that are supposed to do stuff for the community and like they don't really have links yeah. or they have links. The, there. the black is beautiful. The undivided. The yeah. So right. having the QR code, I think, really works. Yeah. Well, especially if you had a bar or a restaurant buys these and you just get the can. Yep. While you're sitting there at the dinner table, scan it with your phone and check out the stuff. Absolutely. The only complaint is that, and now she rises, is just a tiny bit too small. Not the comma. But the the description uh, of it underneath. The description of it underneath. very, very tiny font. It's just a little bit too, just a tiny bit bigger. Would have been perfect. So I would say we are now over halfway into 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we are. <laughs> this is This is probably 
the most this is up there interesting is, and unique and unique. I don't know if it's top five yet. I'd have to go back and see what we drank because uh, I have the mind of you know a goldfish when it comes. Yeah, to I, w- I wouldn't I say I wouldn't say this is an immediate favorite, but I would say this is an immediate like something to to flag for later. Yeah, this I, is- I love this beer. I think this beer is great. Yeah. If I see it in March, I'll pick it up again. Now in the summertime, I'll fit. I'll I'll love to finish this. Uh, to quote one of my employees at movie theater, I'll be gladly to finish this beer. <laughs> um, but it's really not a super summery beer. But this is yeah. like when it comes out in March. If Modest really starts putting stuff out again, and we, they get this beer again, and they come all the way to Connecticut, <laughs> absolutely in March, I will pick up this beer and buy like two four packs for this. Yeah. This is a great late winter, early spring beer mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, top this could be. I'd have to go back. This would almost certainly be a contender um, for top five most unique beers we've had this year for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, um, no question. I question because I don't remember what we do. Because <laughs> off podcast, I have a lot of interesting. We have a lot of interesting beers as well. We go to That's breweries all the time, so that we just can't like gather enough information about to flesh oh, yeah, out stuff, for other an, stuff we've for an episode. Brew, yeah. All your all your duds that don't I make know. it to air. <sighs> It's so frustrating. <laughs> Not necessarily duds, but ones that just there's no info. So that don't pan out. We just bought one from Two Roads. Or uh, picking one up tomorrow. It's a special beer uh, for members. Mm-hmm. Get first dibs. And there's no info on it. It just goes and a special blend of hops. Uh, and I hate that. I me too. hate that. <laughs> there's... It's like, this is your beer for the club. Show or at least we off. get first dibs on it. What are you making? What's in this? Yeah. I, I want to know what you're what you're putting in. A special blend of hops. A special, special blend, blend of, of my ass. ass. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> it's just come on. But I'm sure I'll love it. Yeah, almost certainly. This is awesome. All, all I'm getting. One of the most my, unique ones yeah. of, of 2021. The vanilla man. Vanilla bean. Vanilla bean beer. If you're a fan of vanilla. I highly recommend you pick up The Fix by Modest Brewing in Michigan, Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> go go pick it up. I mean, if they're selling it in Connecticut, the second smallest state in the union or in the continent, uh, is Connecticut bigger than Hawaii? Yeah. Uh, no, not with all the islands, right? I don't know. We're definitely the second smallest state in the continental. Continental, yeah. So if they're selling it here, more than likely, as long as you don't live in Idaho... Sorry, Idaho. Uh, they're probably actually you're closer by, so they might check it out. Look yeah. for Modest Brewing. The fix is awesome. Agreed. All right, now I want to drink that aviator drip. <laughs> <laughs> Close us out. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwinopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwinopen, or shoot us an email at crackandwinopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we want to hear from you. You and you and you. Whether and you're you a at the brewery. brewery. <laughs> or- <laughs> We're so in sync. Right? It's the fix. <laughs> I feel connected. Aww. <laughs> it's the vanilla bean connection. Whether you as a listener has a suggestion that you want to hear more about, or you as a brewer would love for us to talk about it and give you some free promotion, let us know. Oh, yeah. Please. 
We'll buy your beer. You just got to let us know about your beer and want to talk about your beer. Mm-hmm. We're itching to do another brewer interview. So if you're a brewery that wants Anna, to do an interview, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Or hey, Modest, you got a bunch of beers out now in Connecticut. You let us into another one and we'll, uh, we'll do a, we'll do a show together. Down for that. All right. So what you got to plug? Well, you know, I got forgotten cinema podcast to do with my buddy Mike Field about films I've seen to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be another movie came out at the same time or the movie seems to be forgotten by an audience after its initial run. We discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is uh, the flagship podcast of the Forgotten Entertainment Network. So check that out wherever you get your podcasts. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast to do with my buddy Dave, sometimes my brother Alex, sometimes, unfortunately, by myself. (laughs) Schedules, man. I do three podcasts. I can't always get everybody at the same time. Nope. Where we talk about all things video game related. We play them all. We have them all. It's awesome when we get together and actually talk about these things. (laughs) Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, PC, VR. We have it all. We play it all. We'll talk about it all. News reviews, uh, previews, all that kind of good stuff. Check us out also wherever you get your podcasts on ForgottenEntertainment.com, on the social medias. Check that podcast out. I'm hoping probably late summer, early fall to start spinning that off into a YouTube show as well with some Let's Plays and stuff. But that's not going to happen until my day job kind of calms down after the summer. Yeah. Uh, And then fucking Marvel. Get me out of the day job. (laughs) Buy my audiobooks, bitches. Uh, <laughs> bitches is probably not the right word to say. No, during not when thing. you're asking for money. Fuck. <laughs> Motherfuckers. No. Damn it. You kind folks. Please, there we go. Please buy my audiobooks. I'm on Audible. Michael Butler. I've done a bunch of books. Sour, Art Fraud, Switch Art Fraud and Gangsters. I've done Coffee at Midnight, Progressive Entrapment, The Final Girl, Vacation Planet, uh, uh, Sour is awesome. I think I already said that. Just check out all these different books. Uh, most of them horror, but I do with different accents. They're all pretty fun. They're all very different. Uh, and Switch Art Fraud and Gangsters is more of a heist Guy Ritchie type novel where I do a bunch of different British accents, which was really, really fun to do. Uh, check out those books. Again, I don't make money unless you buy them. And if you don't buy them, I can't get out of my day job. And if I don't get out of my day job, I'm going to just be sad. And you don't want to see me sad. You no. want to see me happy. So buy my books. It doesn't cost really anything. And if you're a member of Audible's subscription program, you get a free book every month. It's true. Just and use your credit. If you use your free credit, it's free. And I still get the monies. Win <laughs> <laughs> win. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's my shameless promotions. All right. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.